Welcome, everybody. Episode 7. Today is July 13th, I believe. Um, here, myself, James, we got Chris, and we got Matt on tap today. He was on last week as well, and he's going to be a, on again today here with us tonight. So, as I What's said, up, episode 7, jersey number 7, Devil's History. Chris, who you got? Oh, man. Talinder didn't wear it, did he? No, he did. That was going to be mine. That's a good one. Look at that. I pulled that out of the memory bank right there. To Linder, baby. (laughs) Matt, you have one? I do, and it got taken already. (laughs) Um, You got another one? My my backup's going to be Paul Martin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I had to Linder and Martin, so I'll just go with my boy, John Merrill. Ah, I thought Merrill, too. He wore 34 for a couple of years, I think, and he switched to seven his last year or two with the squad. But we talk about him sometimes in the chat. He's not as bad as everyone makes him out to be. He's turned into a really solid no. bottom pairing guy for Las Vegas. But he was going to be more original, we guess, but wearing 15 out in Vegas made me say to Linder instead. Yeah. How we doing, boys? Everyone good? Another day. Another yeah. day. All right. Living the dream. So, yeah but all right quick rundown what we'll be doing tonight got some current news a lot of current news for you a lot of stuff happened this week in the world of the nhl we got a way too early 2022 olympics prediction and breakdown that's gonna be a lot of fun i'll probably take up a big chunk of this episode so got another yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun we got another prospect debate this time it's jake Sanderson and Jamie Drysdale, a little debate we've seen going on on Twitter, so we'll address it ourselves. We got new segment, Devil's Prospect Roll Call. We'll be examining some of the prospects in the 2019 draft class for the Devils, seeing how they're doing, seeing how they're projecting out. I think that's a fun little off-season topic for us to go over. Lastly, we'll have our Devils pending. We're doing restricted free agents tonight, specifically Binghamton restricted free agents. We'll discuss them. So, without further ado, let's get her kicked off. Current news. First thing I want to mention, Devil's Prospect, former is 2019 fifth-round pick, Arseny Gritsuk. Um, he was named to the U-20 Russian camp for the Sochi Hockey Open. I tried looking really up what this tournament's all about, and I couldn't really find much. And what I did find was a little confusing. So if you could educate me on it, that'd be great. But I don't think Chris or Matt, you guys have heard of this before either. But um, – so a little update on Gritsuk. Um, like I said, fifth round pick. He's listed as five foot ten, one hundred and fifty seven pounds. He did really, really well this year in the MHL, which is the equivalent of the U.S.'s minor league AHL. He had sixty three points in fifty nine games, which is great output for a kid his age. Like I said, I believe he's only eighteen years of age in the VHL. Oh, I take that back. The MHL is the um, junior league over in Russia and the VHL is the second tier league in Russia which is like the AHL actually Chris can you do a little fact check on this for me with the VHL yeah, sure. and MHL while I'm continuing to talk but we'll come back to that uh, Gritsik seems like with this output he's going to be a very promising prospect I have him at top 15 uh, prospect in the organization seems like a good value pick Devils, a lot of people kind of rag on the Devils for not drafting well, um, which I don't really understand. Maybe some of their early picks you get a little upset about. Um, Zaka, depending on how you feel about him, and Michael McLeod, how he develops. But, I mean, they usually hit their later-round picks. We're seeing a lot of good value there. 
but um, yeah, it's just a little update in Grits there. So this is from Reddit, the uh, most reliable yeah. source in the world. Only source more reliable would be Wikipedia. No, um, in all seriousness, this is the one I use for this. I all, I've looked at this page like four <laughs> times. I forget each time what stuff is. Yeah, but. basically it says KHL is the top tier, VHL yep. is second tier, MHL is juniors. Okay, so his 63 points in 59 games was in the NHL, which is juniors. He played th- uh, two games in the VHL at the end of the season, which is the HL equivalent. That's against other men. He had three points in two of those games. So I'd expect him to play in the VHL again next year, maybe get some KHL time. So it's going to be interesting to see how he progresses. Thank you, Chris. So yeah. now the G. we'll talk about the head coach decision. Um, we had a full impromptu podcast. It's me, Chris, and Alex as well. We talked about it. If you haven't listened to it, I'd recommend it. I think it was a lot of good stuff. Alex provided a lot of great insight. But something that came out after the fact that we weren't able to mention, we all know they went with Wendy Ruff. However, after the fact, it was rumored a Twitter account, NHL uh, draft rumors, I think it is. He tweeted that the reason Gallant was not given the job is because he wasn't interested in it. Now, I don't know how true that is. I'm pretty sure this Twitter account's pretty reliable. And this Twitter account was also the first to report that Laviolette wanted about $5 million a year and the Devils weren't willing to pay him. Elliot Freeman confirmed this was the case. So uh, not in the end, I'm okay with that. I know a lot of people aren't. Yeah. I think $5 is a lot for a head coach. Um, I'm at a point like, where I'm, I want to see what Ruff does. I'm at yeah, a point exactly. there. So um, that's that. GM decision fits, as we all know, is the ultimate hire. LeBron confirmed that Lawrence Gilman and Mike Fudo were also really big into the running. They were very serious candidates, interviewed multiple times. And funny enough, this is two guys that Alex – on our uh, special edition episode mentioned that he thought would be good fits there and also would think they may be brought in like a hockey VP role, depending what they're looking for. But it's good to know the Devils had two other good candidates. I think we're all okay with Fitz being rolled back. And I think a majority of the fan yeah. base is as well. I think he got made a, an executive vice, vice president as well. Who? Uh, Fitz did. I think he, he got both the general manager title and I think like a senior executive vice president. Uh, I I don't even know what all these well it's all hierarchy front office stuff yeah so another thing that happened is Drew Brackett was hired by Minnesota he's the former Vancouver scout that's highly respected around the league he's he's terrific and it was someone that we mentioned in the special edition episode that would be a cool fit with the Devils unfortunately he went over to Minnesota but Minnesota got a great scout CBA was finalized it was put to a vote players voted it was a an astounding yes to a, i think 200 and something votes yes only 100 votes no or something like that you could get the exact numbers on twitter but some final thoughts on this it's a four-year extension so it runs through 2025 and 26 and in the cba they also planned the return to play finalized everything with that and um, there's an extensive economical plan in there to help deal with the virus and how the virus is affecting the revenues and all that fun stuff. So we got some important dates here for you guys. Yep. July 24th, they're traveling to Hub Cities, the teams that are returning to play. The 25th, ex- Expedition game start. Now, I didn't see this on the schedule because the schedule starts August 1st. Are these Expedition games like preseason games? Are they like, do we have a schedule for these? Are they going to be televised? I'm wondering you guys if know? the uh, uh, Exhibition games are the the rounds for the first round by teams. That's what I'm wondering. 
like the round robin games or whatever. Yeah. Well, not for like the playing, but like to determine those top seeds. You know how they have like, the four oh, yeah, seeds from each conference, you. and they're gonna play against each other to Is determine the, the actual saying? seed. Yeah, I think it might be. I'm not 100 percent positive. I saw okay. I saw a schedule. Let me try and pull it up. Um, I feel like though, then that would be uh, you get kicked back from other teams. Like, hey, well, these guys now have a leg up with having some actual like hockey games under their belt before everyone else was able to get back. Yeah. So the schedule I'm looking at right now looks like it's just the playing, um, but yeah, the idea is for them to also have those teams, excuse me, They're one through four seating. play against each other for seeding. Yeah. So I don't know if yeah. that's what those exhibition games are. I feel like that's what it is because we haven't heard of any other games other than those two sets of games, the playing and the seeding yeah. games. So yeah. So these uh, dates are from uh, what's his first name? Something Cervelli, Frank. Something. Yeah. I think his name sounds is. like it. Uh, so July 30th is when the qualifying rounds begin. August 9th is the first round playoffs. So this is after the playing games. August 23rd, the second round of the playoffs begin. September 6th, conference finals begin. And September 20th through October 2nd is the Stanley Cup finals. And the tentative date for the draft per Elliot Friedman is October 6th. So circle that date, uh, Devils fans. That's that's our next important date, Devils-wise. So also in the CBA ratification, there was an opt-out clause, which we're not surprised about. Um, if NHL players don't feel comfortable returning to play, they can opt out without any uh, issues, discipline, any of that stuff. This list is growing by the day, and I'm not really surprised, especially what's happening in baseball. Some of the guys have already opted, opted out is Travis Hamannick of the Flames. He was the first one. Seven Barchi of the Canucks. Carl Alsner of the Montreal Canadiens, correct now? That's yes. where he's hanging yep. out at. Mike Green of the – where is Mike Green nowadays? He's uh, he's not in Detroit now, is he? No, yeah, he's, he's not he's Washington. Somewhere else. He's not in Detroit. <laughs> Chris, go ahead and fact check. Yeah, shows how knowledgeable <laughs> we are about the game. Um, been gone for a while. We get a break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephen Camper and Roman Polak. We know he's on a playing team. He is, so it's not Detroit. <laughs> Process of elimination. Yeah. So while Chris is looking that up, um, we'll move on to the next one. But just worth noting with this, these opt-outs, uh, don't be surprised if we see more names. It's grown by the day. Another thing that we saw is on Twitter, NHR, NHD rumors. Uh, he's really a uh, reputable source. He gets a lot of stuff before the bigger guys even get it, which is surprising, but... Per his, per his sources, the New Jersey Devils and Carolina Hurricanes are headed to arbitration over uh, the Sammy Votnin pick in that trade. So when the trade was made, Votnin for Votnin, uh, Yanni Kukokin was brought over. Uh, but also there was a draft pick as well. And the conditions on the draft pick read, if four regular season games are played by Votnin, then the fourth round pick would transfer. Now there was no regular season played with him in it because he was injured. So that doesn't apply in my opinion. But then the other conditions were 12 regular season games, which no, that doesn't apply, or 70% of the playoffs. This would give the team a third round. So seems like this will be the case if they get past the Carolina Hurricane, uh, the Hurricanes beat the Rangers. But who knows what they're going arbitration about. That's something to yeah, look at. Yeah, I think at. you can easily work around the, the regular season aspect. I mean, I'm assuming someone's still been keeping tabs on his health in general. So, you know, if he hasn't been cleared oh, since like 
like well let's just he's say when he got now. cleared say he got cleared last week well obviously he wouldn't have played the remainder of the season if he got cleared last week so that's kind of easy to resolve oh, if they've I been keeping tabs on I don't think stuff. they're I don't know if they're going to base it off that I think they're more um, negotiating over what counts as a playoff game what shouldn't count as a playoff yeah, game no I was just I saying in terms of like arbitrating over the regular season no, game I got condition you. part yeah. of it that's pretty easy to sort out if they've yeah. been in constant contact with them um, by the way Mike Green plays for the Oilers now and uh, oh. also Roman oh, Polak sure. I don't know if we mentioned him he opted out as well for the Stars he did yeah. okay yeah but um, okay last thing before we get into a little debate about current news that was brought up but there was a rumor going around this week that there's a chance that if the Devils get to the Canucks first round pick that if Vancouver loses the playing game against Minnesota the Devils would get that pick regardless even though that wasn't the report a couple of weeks ago and people were thinking, oh, Devils might actually have a chance at the first round pick of Vancouver lose. But no, that's not the case. It was confirmed. The Devils only get that pick if Vancouver wins their playing game. So yeah, just a little update on that. If you saw that on Twitter, don't get confused. Don't listen. Devils will not be able to have a shot at the first overall pick of that Vancouver pick. Last current news per Rick Dewali Wall on Twitter, 1040. He works for 1040 TSN. He's a Canucks tr- contributor. He said that the Canucks are reportedly exploring trade options for Brock Besser. And for me, the reasoning behind this is the Canucks are tight strapped with the cap, and Besser is on the books for three more years until the 2021 22. So that's two more years at almost $6 million a year. He's making a shade under $6 million. So I'm going to ask you guys now, do you believe Brock Besser would be a fit on the Devils if they could get him at a reasonable price, given that the fact that Canucks are trading him because of the issues with the cap? Matt, what are you thinking here? Do you think Devils could good fit? Bad fit? Um, I could see it. My big issue with it is the fact that he has to lock up for a couple more years and he's very young. I don't know what it would take to get him, even though they are up against it cap-wise and stuff. I, I don't know how much leverage you'd be able to use that over them to to kind of get a fleece type of deal. I'd be okay with him coming here. Yeah. I think he'd fit nicely out on the wing. Um, I could actually see him playing pretty well with a guy like Nico. I don't know. Um, again, it really comes down to what it would take to get him, and I'm just worried that it may end up taking a bit too much to, to try and pry him away, that, w- that it wouldn't be worth it at that point, at that cost at least. No, yeah, I agree there. Um, for me, I'll just throw some numbers at you real quick. Besser has 161 points in 197 games. He's a bit injury-prone, though. I don't think he's played a full season yet in the league. He has little things that bug him. I don't know if that changed your opinion at all. His fancy numbers, his offensive numbers are pretty good, especially his power play contributions are really good. And the defensive metrics they check out, I think they're slightly above average. His GAR and WAR, which are two more fancy stats, they're pretty solid. They're always the best. Uh, he's always, in terms of forwards on the Canucks, he trails Elias Pedersen, and he's up there with Bo Horvat, so his numbers all check out. And as I said, he's only 23 years old. So when this deal expires, he'll be 25 or 26. And he'll be a restricted free agent, so that'll be more team control right there. So, Matt, like you were saying, it may take a lot to take him off the hands. You just got to really pray that since their money's strapped, that it would be a better deal. And if that's the case, Devil should definitely be all over Besser. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Matt touched on it. My main concern would basically be the price tag. And um, Mm -hmm. I know, obviously, you know, if Vancouver's in a crunch – 
and they have to make a deal um, because of the cap, yeah, that'll probably hurt what they're asking for, but that'll get completely negated out by the fact that everyone is going to want to put in an offer for Brock Besser. Um, yeah. You, you know, you, if he's on the block, I feel like everyone in the league is going to put 100%. in some form those of an who offer. Have the, so, those who have the cap room money will. Yeah, you're not going to see like Toronto or like Tampa yeah, doing no. it, but anyone else who can fit it, they're going to put in an offer. 100%. So that'll so kind of cancel that part out of it. If the Canucks ask for the first round pick back, do you give them back for uh, Besser? It just it, de- it depends where the pick is. Well, I mean, you're not going to know that now. You you won't know that. Yeah, but you can make this deal at the deadline, or uh, not the deadline. I mean the draft. Oh, well, if you you will to. know that. No, yeah. I got you. You you will know that. But um, I, I I would do it. I think I would. Yeah, I mean, I, I, w- I would want him on the team. It's just is, the price I tag. I think the picks would be in like the the pick would be around twenty, so I feel like I a one for one deal. I, it wouldn't be. That's just thinking. Yeah. It's just for me. It's, it's not a deal where it's like um, you're trading for this guy and he's going to help you in the playoffs. It's you're trading for this guy and he'll help. Yes, but you also need for the other future, pieces though. as well for the future. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's a young kid. It's not like you're trading for uh, like a one two years for and gone out. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure kid, he um, he got actually I forget his draft year. He's he's under team contract for until 2021-2022, and then he's still a restricted free agent. So the team that's getting him is going to have him for at least like six, seven more years. Yeah, uh, that that's my main point is that he's he's going to be a piece that you include on your team. He's not like a, team, a piece that you load up your team with. Like basically the team being built versus the team is already built, and you're just adding another asset. So. Yeah, I mean, Devils are in a spot where they need as many assets as they could get. He would be yeah. a top six guy in the and Devils. There's, there's a I'd lot of guys. Welcome it. Yeah, there's a lot of young guys who will definitely compete for spots in camp and have a legitimate shot at it that are prospects this year. Yeah, he fits uh, the role too. What the Devils want to do fast hockey, but we'll see how that works out. If he's actually dealt or not, a lot of these times these are just rumors. But all right, enough news. Actually, you guys see anything cool? Any news? Hockey news? We didn't mention you guys want to talk about, or we cover everything you think. We touched on this in the past, but Arizona has confirmed they will wear the Kachina jerseys in the playing round, at least for their. Uh, they confirmed games. confirmed it. Yep. <laughs> cool. Yeah, those are good looking jerseys. But all right. So nothing more news. We'll move on to our Olympic segment. So as we touched upon, I believe it was episode six that in the CBA, it allows NHL Olympic participation and this pending IIHF and IOC negotiations. This is just those two organizations are the uh, International Hockey Federation and the IOC is some other international something. International Olympic Committee. Okay. So... If everything works out there, 2022, 2026, we see hockey, which would be great in the Olympics. I don't know about you guys, but yes. how, many ta- how many years now has hockey been out of the Olympics? The last two Olympics? It's it's going to be or eight by the time more. these Olympics start, so about six. Because the last Olympics they did was the first time that uh, you know, well, like since they since they last played, it's the only time the players haven't been there once from the NHL. So I mean, once. They've, the, the NHL has done it in the past where they haven't sent the players to the games, but. Yeah, they were basically since uh, Sochi. They haven't been there. Sochi was 2012. Yeah, I think. But so that's exciting actually 2014. News. 2014. Was 2014. Sochi. Yep. So four years. 18. Okay, that makes sense. So we're going to discuss, give our like breakdowns of the teams, early predictions, if you call it. Just a little fun segment I thought would be cool with the recent news. 
So as of right now, the following teams are already qualified. Canada, Russia, Finland, Sweden, Czech Republic, United States, Germany, Switzerland, and China. They're qualified because they're hosting. The Olympics are in Beijing, I believe. But that's going to be interesting. China playing against like Team Canada and stuff. I mean, do you these games are going to be like 18 nothing, like 15 nothing. You think it'll get to <laughs> yeah, that level? Yeah, it's going to depend how they separate the groups for sure. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, even if they separate them, if Czech Republic plays China, they, they could put up like 20 goals if they want to. But, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So you have those teams. They're the ones already qualified. So that gives you nine, I think. Three more teams are going to be added on there. That'll give you a grand total of 12. These teams that could be added are like teams like Slovakia, Latvia, Norway, Denmark, France, Belarus, Italy. They have their own little, I guess you call it playing tournament type deal. So three teams from there as well. So keep that in mind. That's what the field will look like. Basically, what we're going to do now is run through each team. We'll start out with Team Canada. Um, some names you're going to see on there. The, the t- Team Canada is absolutely loaded. Um, offensively, you got Stamkos, Crosby, McKinnon, Hall, McDavid, Shifley, Marner, O'Reilly, Mark Stone, Braden Point, Patrice Bergeron, John Tavares, Matthew Barzell, Jonathan Taze. Any other forwards I missed you guys thinking about? I mean, I had uh, Marshawn in there. Uh, yeah. I mean, my centers I had listed there. I had Crosby, McDavid, McKinnon, Taze, Bergeron. I did not Huberto mention Huberto. Like, yeah, he's a... He's a sleeper. He's yeah. a hell of a player. I mean, I had Ryan O'Reilly as a, an honorable mention. <laughs> like, yeah, that's how that's stacked crazy. And I put, but, like, Steven Stamkos and Claude Giroux on the wings because they've played wing before. So I've got, yeah, like... I didn't mention Claude, Claude Giroux either. Like, yeah, that's he plays just how like crazy it is. Um, defensively... Stone, got there, too. Yeah. Yep, Mark Stone. Um, defensively, you got Weber. I, I abbreviated these names a couple of days ago, so I'm sitting here looking at these lists like, what the hell does this all mean? But Drew Doughty, if you if he decides he wants to learn how to play hockey again, Alex Petrangelo, yeah. Thomas Shabbat, um, Shea Weber, Morgan Riley. Yeah, you got Morgan Riley, and I'm sure yep. Kale McCarr will be a part of that team McCarr, as well. McCarr, yep. Chris Letang, um, Brent Letang. Burns. Dougie yeah, Hamilton, Duncan Keith, Mark Giordano. Okay, so I was sitting here and I was staring at I was staring at I have Ham in my list. I'm like, who is Ham? Dougie Hamilton, that's who yeah. that is. Um Ham's for so days. Yeah, that's, some, that's some defenseman right there. Uh goalies, Carey Price, Jordan Binghamton. I find it funny that everyone has Carter Hart listed on their list, but I didn't come across Mackenzie Blackwood once. Mackenzie Blackwood has better numbers than Carter Hart so far in his career. Yeah, it was between but, the two of them. I'm like, I'm going to go Blackwood here. But yeah, you. But just by saying these names, I mean, come on, Team Canada, that's ridiculous. You're going to have a fourth line with Patrice Bergeron centering it, maybe. Maybe Claude Giroux on the wing. Like, you got to be kidding me. Matt, we miss anyone? Names you want to add here? Or no, I think I, pretty much no. everything. I mean, yeah. you got some honorable mentions for goalies too. I mean, Darcy ahead, Kemper, Mark Andre yep. Fleury. Um, who knows how Alexi Lafreniere is going to be when he comes in the league? If he likes another it up, one, he might be on the team. Yeah. Um, oh, here's my honorable mentions. Didn't even see these. Tyler Sagan. I got Huberto here. Ryan Ellis. Uh, yep. Marchand. Sean Couturier. Lafreniere. Theodore. Matt Murray. Holy. David geez. Perron. Josh Bailey. Braden Shen. Go. Yeah. So that's Team Canada. We're at the end of this, going to rank our teams one through eight, uh, rank 
countries one through eight, like our three-year early prediction action thrown at you, but be fun here at the end. So we're going to move on Team Russia now. Team Russia actually is not as good as I thought they were going to be on paper, and it's going to be a rude awakening when they were skating around the ice alongside like Bobby Butler playing for us and stuff when they actually have other teams out there. So they're not going to be run away with a gold medal, but it wasn't Russia. It was the Olympic athletes from Russia. They, they, they tested, they tested positive for doping. I believe it was Yeah, it was. basically it was yeah, every single sport guys. they competed in. They couldn't technically be team Russia, but they yeah, could be yeah. the Olympic athletes from Russia. I, I don't, I don't know. That, no, that was great. <laughs> that was such a long ordeal. And yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, Russia, but so some names here forward wise. Well, the first line of Artemi Panarin, Evgeny Malkin, and Kucherov. I mean, that's a pretty good first line, I think. But yeah. uh, other names: Ovechkin, Sheshnikov. Imagine if those two are in the same line. Remember when Ovi knocked yeah, him out in the playoffs? Him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you don't want this man. You don't want him. Boom. Sheshnikov just out cold. Um, Scary moment, but yeah. No, that that's playoff hockey though. That was a lot of fun. Um, Chip. Oh boy. Shipnikov, is that his Shippen, name? Re- Shippen, uh, I, I have no idea who you're referencing, to be honest. <laughs> he was that Vegas kid that came over, and Vegas didn't play him, so they wanted to send Shippen him down. Yeah, that guy. Remember Vegas brought him over, and they wouldn't play him for some reason. And I don't understand why, because he's a beast. I remember another winger Vegas brought over and didn't play in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Well, he's on my list, too. Don't you worry. Kaprasov, he's... Krill Kapitsov, I think his name is. He's overseas right now. He'll probably come over in a couple of years. He's absolutely ridiculous. He's lighting the KHL up, and I believe he's only like 26 years old. Artemi Anisimov, who I thought was like 36 now, but he's not actually as old as I thought he was. So he'll probably be on there. Do you Vladimir mention the Tarasenko. Yeah, he was the Panarin, Malkin, Kucherov line that we might be seeing as a gotcha, first line. Gotcha. Yeah, that's kind of scary. Uh, Valery Nishushkin, uh, Gusev, as Chris so nicely whispered into our ears uh do you guys got any you guys got any uh, other forwards oh well i got more sorry evgeny dadanov future devil maybe you gonna uh, snub kovi hey he's not next on my list <laughs> mr kovalchuk vladimir namistov um yeah that's my forward you guys yeah, got any other top, forwards baby. that's a good one yeah any other forwards uh, you guys we throw around radulov we did not. I'm surprised I didn't see his yeah. name anywhere. Well, keep in mind, all these guys you're he's mentioning older, add two he's years like 36. to their age. So. Yeah. I, those Russians, they could play for a while, though. I mean, oh, yeah. people thought Kovalchuk was washed. He came back. I know he didn't perform well with the L.A., but then he went over to Montreal and he was scoring left and right, right? He's bizarre because literally he, he played great good. for like the first two weeks he was with the Kings or like the first month, and then he fell off. Well, did the, the same Kings thing with Montreal. Like the third, and then, line. Yeah. The Kings had him playing alongside like – I don't even know. On the I think it was line. more like Todd McClellan just was not a fan of Kovalchuk. Yeah, he's still good. Don't let Devils fans tell you otherwise. I know people are still a little salty about um, 2013. but I think we're still paying him. Yeah, there's like a very small like cap or capture. I think it's like a million or something like that. But we are. We are. Don't don't got to anger Devils fans again like that. But Oh, it's too late. Um, defensively, Ivan Provorov, Slava Voinov, Dmitry Orlov, Nikita Zaitsev, Mikhail Sergachev. Um, who else you got here? Nikita Zadorov. Yeah, that's different than Zaitsev. But oh, another forward that I miss is Barbashev on the Blues. 
Yep, yep. Any more yeah. defensemen from you guys? I, I think you mention? hit a lot of the big ones. Yeah, I think uh, pretty much hit everybody. Goalies, they got good goaltenders. Russian goaltenders uh, are nutty. But So you got good old Bob, uh, Ilya Samsonov, the Washington Capitals backup, soon to be their starter once Holpe leaves them. He's better than Holpe. Braden Holpe is on a steep decline. I don't know what's going on with him. I'm Go interested check his stats to see who overpays him in free agency this oh, year. Someone's going to overpay someone's him. Someone's going to overpay him a lot. Like they did with Bob this year. And Bob turned in like a 903 save percentage this year. Yeah, I'm he not afraid of the idea of Bob two years from now. Yeah. Um, Shesterkin, the Rangers kid. Vasilevsky. Yeah. We all know yeah, him. He did come along. I think you'd have like Samsonov, Shosturkin, and Vasilevsky. I think that's, that's your three my three right there. Yeah, I think Bob yeah. will show like signs of age in two Sorokin years. too, that kid that's going to come over yeah, from the Islanders. From the Islanders, and also two years from now, I'll only be nineteen, so I don't know if he'll get the nod. But uh, Askarov, Askarov, yeah, yeah. So that's who I had there. You guys have any other names or anything you want to mention about Team Russia? I don't think on paper they're as good as I thought they were going to be, but I don't know your opinion on this. What you guys are thinking? Bring back that I think they fit the the typical Russia mm. build of their forwards are pretty stacked, and then the back end gets kind of iffy compared to some of the other teams, and their goaltending should be pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, I think you hit on the head. Um, I think their defense is a little better though. Um, I Sergeyev, Provorov, Voinov—that's a pretty good. Oh, it's definitely right there. better than it has been in past no, situations. I get what you're you go through other countries and looking at some of their like again like we just finished talking about Canada and stuff. So like you look at that defense yeah. and you look at Russian defense and hundred percent. They got good goalies though, really good goalies. So hopefully they'll oh, yeah. help them there. Well, not hopefully, but you know. Um, okay, we're moving on to Finland. Some forward names I'm throwing at you: Patrick Laine, Mr. Barkov, Mika Rantanen, Timo Teravainen. Sebastian Ajo. Man, I'm really getting tested. I'm a terrible pronunciation <laughs> guy, and I'm really getting tested with these names here tonight. Uh, Joel Armia. Grandland. Which Grandland is that? Marcus or Mikhail? One of them. Mikhail. Uh, Rope Hints. Rope Hints. That's such a great name. Kasperi uh, Kapitan. Uh, Arthur Lekkinen from the Canadians. Eric Halla. Jonas Donskoy. Man, I'm still salty when Donskoy didn't sign with the Devils. He went to the Avs last year. I really wanted Donskoy on the Devils. Yeah, that would have been nice. Great year, too. He had like 20 goals, I think, this year for Colorado. Uh, Mr. Kako. Yuri Tolvonen, the Preds kid. Mm-hmm. Borkstrom. And Mr. Ant- Anton Lindell. He'll be a draft pick this year. Possibly a Devils draft pick. We yeah, Finland's see. really turned into a, uh, a powerhouse now. Um, did we mention yeah. Kokanyemi? We did not. That's he a was like number three, That's a kid I think, you're talking for about, right? Montreal. Wait. He went, he went number three, I think, in the draft to oh, uh, Montreal okay, that one year with Heiskanen. I think uh, Heiskanen was another fan. Jesper, Jesperi, Kokanyemi, uh, yeah. or whatever. Jesperi, yeah. Kokanyemi, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 I did not mention him. Matt, you got any other forwards that I mentioned? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I guess a potential sleeper. I don't know if we – I don't remember if we set him up. Uh, depending on how his game ends up going to Pujarvi, if they roll with him out there. Defensively, Mira Heiskanen, Rasmus Ristolainen, uh, S.L. Lindell, Sammy Votnin, Mr. Votnin. Ali Mata, Henry Jokiari, Marcus Nutavari, uh, Vinny Halainen. He's the young kid that's on the Jets, I believe. Sammy Niku, I think his first name is Sammy. I think he's eligible. I don't think he got drafted yet. 
He's a defenseman. And Jonas Balasaki, <laughs> he's a recent prospect. Any other defenseman I missed? Not one that I can really think um, of. In looking through some some other like potential names and stuff, there was this guy coming up, Miko Lettinen, who yeah, signed, he with, just signed, he signed with Toronto. He's supposed to be pretty That's solid in all the that he's played overseas, yep. but hasn't played in the league yet. Yeah, so I had him written down here. I just had his last name, and I couldn't think of who that was, but that's exactly who that is. That's a good one. He'll be a top four for them. But Finland, <laughs> low-key nice, boys. They have a nice little squad. Before we forget, their goalies, Mr. Tuka Rask, Yus, Saros, Nico, Koskinen, Jonas Corposalo, and Antti Ranta. So they got a lot of options there as well. But overall, I think Finland's a pretty good squad. I think they're right up there uh, with uh, For sure. the Russians. Um, all right. You guys, anything want to add to Finland before we move on to the next squad? No? I think we about covered no, it. I can really think of. Moving over to Sweden. The, the Swedes. Swedes. Mr. I wonder if... Uh, Mr. Gromberg will be coaching them. Probably. I would assume so. Forwards, Gabriel Landeskog, Elias Peterson, Nylander, Mr. Philip Forsberg, Mika Zibanejad, Victor Arvidsson, Andre Berkowski, Nicholas Backstrom, I believe Elias Lindholm, William Carlson, Michael Backlund, Rickard Raquel, Victor Olfsson, Jakob Silverberg, and possibly Mr. Mason Raymond draft pick this year. Maybe future double. Any other forwards I missed? Mika Zibanejad. I got him. Uh, Hornquist, maybe. I don't know. Patrick he kind Lundquist. of benefits. Yeah, he kind of benefits. He's old, some, right? Uh, the Penguins. He'll be close yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so also that's as an alternate, have uh, Erickson Eck. William Erickson Carlson. Eck. That's a good one. I said Mr. Carlson. Yeah, I'm just running through Wild my list trying to yeah, see whatever I was Wild wondering. Bill. Mr. 40 goal scorer last year or two years ago <laughs> now, however you want to say it. Uh, Mr. Mr. Brat maybe as a sleeper. Yeah, I have him down as a sleeper for my like devil's list later. But yeah, Jesper, I mm-hmm. think he's going to be. I, I wouldn't be surprised. He showed how far his game got this year, and I think it's only going to oh, continue. Yeah. yeah. He, he played for I think the, uh, the what was that tournament last year? They do it every year. It's basically during the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, it's like an oh, international yeah. one. The I think one he was Schneider on the team. The one yeah, that Corey yeah. Schneider, Schneider was with Jack Hughes yeah. and stuff, and he was Team mm-hmm. USA. I think Brat was on Sweden for that. Yeah, Nico was. was playing for Switzerland. Yeah, Nico's going to be like Switzerland's best forward this yeah. year. We'll get to them in a little bit. <laughs> um, defensively for Sweden. Victor Hedman, Eric Carlson, Oliver Ekman Larson, John Klingberg, Rasmus Dahlin, Matthias Ekholm, Campus Lindholm, uh, Rasmus Anderson, the Flames kid, Victor Cliffbaum, Eric Gustafson, Jonas Brodin, Adam Larson. That may be the best decor in this whole entire tournament. I know Team Canada is Team Canada, but that's insane. Yeah. The names I just read to you. Don't um, forget about the Boakvist brothers. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Boakvist brothers. Adam for defense, and then maybe you know who nah, knows what happens know. with Jesper's development if he Hopefully. gets to that level. So, but yeah, yeah I just, just read those put names up, like, again. Goals next year. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I just read those names again. That defensive names—that's insane. They probably the best defensive core in the um, the uh, tournament. Goalies: Jacob Markstrom, Robin Leonard, Linus Olmark. Now, Mr. Lundqvist is Swedish, correct? But how yes, old is he, he now? Is. He- 
he's kind of been their staple for a long time. So um, you think he's going to be twenty twenty two? How old is he? I now? mean, he would be forty. Uh, I, he be would be forty at twenty twenty two. Yeah, he'd be forty okay. years old. So maybe Mr. Markstrom <laughs> might get the reins over in Sweden, but yeah, he might get uh, an honorary nod to Doe, but I I don't see him actually. Yeah, actually taking it. I agree. Yeah, I mean, and you get twenty two skaters and three goalies. That's what you're allowed to have for the Olympic rosters. So yeah. All right, so that's Sweden. They're stacked. What else is new? <laughs> Czech Republic. I wonder if we'll see uh, Patrick Elias behind the bench. He usually is whenever Czech Republic. I think is he's coaching like a things. junior team or something over there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him behind the bench. But some names here, forward wise: Jacob, uh, Jakob Rana, Thomas Hurdle, David Pasternak, Flip Sedina, the uh, Red Wings young kid, David Krejci, Jacob Voracek, Dominic Kublak. The Blackhawks kid who probably gonna get some Calder Kubalik. votes. Yeah, uh, Marcus Nekas, Andre Case, Radis Faska. Kasha. Yeah, that kid. Andre Kasha, Radic Faxa. Yeah, <laughs> Mister Pavel Zaka. I got you, James. List. I got you on these pronunciations, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna have a formal apology here when we're done this about the pronunciations because this is just absolutely brutal reading all these names. <laughs> Andre Palat, Yan Yannick. He's the young kid that plays for the Yotes. He's in the Yotes system. He was one of the guys that uh, a lot of us wanted to see come over in the Taylor Hall trade because that kid's absolutely lit it up in juniors. Flip Scheidel, the Rangers young kid. Marcus Cott is another young prospect who's going to be a solid kid. That was another one rumored in the Taylor Hall. I believe he's over in Colorado. And then Michael Froelich, defensively, any forwards I missed before I jump on defense? I mean, did we mention Krejci and Pasternak? We did. Okay. Yeah, those were the two I was thinking of. Um, yeah, so that's the forwards. A lot of Czech Republic's not weak by any means, but we're starting to get to the teams that, well, we haven't talked about USA yet, but we're starting to get to the teams that aren't as uh, – good or with the skill offensively michael kepney flip Kronick. i believe he's a defenseman for the detroit red wings rodko gudis my boy free agent let's bring him over to new jersey jan ruta and andre schuster any other defenseman i missed i couldn't come up with a lot here uh, i see roman Polak is check okay yeah he's just gonna be old but they might need bodies so yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting because you're having to constantly look at them and then be like, okay, how old are they going to be in two years? Because it makes a yeah. difference. It does how old they are. So 100 percent. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these names we're mentioning, we're not even mentioning the names that aren't like playing in the NHL. There's a lot of guys that are playing overseas yeah. in these countries that'll be there. But we're just talking mainly NHL guys and prospects. Goalies, David Riddich, Peter Mirazik, and that Francoise guy. Francoise. <laughs> Yeah, that one that absolutely just stood on his head against the Devils this year, the backup for the Avs. Um, so he's the mother name here. That's all I got for the check. You guys got anything else to add here? No, that's about it. That's about okay. it. Moving to Team US of A. Forwards. Man. Johnny Goudreau, Austin Matthews, Patty Kane, Jake Gunsel, Jack Eichel, Brock Besser, Kyle Connor. Dylan Larkin, Alex DeBrincat, the Tickchucks, JT Miller, Clayton Keller, Jack Hughes, possibly Max Pacioretty, Chris Kreider, Blake Wheeler, Anders Lee, TJ Soshi. 
defensemen Wierenski, Joe, uh, Seth Jones, Quinn Hughes, John Carlson, Jacob Slavin, Charlie McAvoy, Tori Krug, Ryan Suter, Jacob Truba. Any other names, forwards, defensemen? I'm sure there's a ton I didn't have. I'll run through my team that I built here once you finish uh, reading Just through your list right there. So. Okay, any names you want to add, Matt? Uh, a couple forward-wise that I I don't remember if you mentioned or not. Uh, Chris Kreider, most yep. likely out there. Yep. Um, and, and then maybe a guy like Clayton Keller. Yep, okay. Um, defenseman, I read to you guys. You guys, I uh, Matt, any defensemen you think I missed? No, I think we just about covered everybody I got here. Okay, and then three goalies I'll throw out you is Connor Hellebuck, uh, John Gibson, and Ben Bishop. I unfortunately do not think Corey Stater is going to get the nod, but yeah, um, I don't think so either. <laughs> okay, Chris, let me hear this squad you want to throw at us. All right, so I, I threw this squad together. Uh, Obviously, the rules, 22 skaters, three goalies, going line by line. Uh, Patch Reddy, Matthews, Kane, uh, Matt Kachuk, Jack Eichel, TJ Oshie, Johnny Goudreau, Paul Stastny, Blake Wheeler, JVR, uh, Vinny Trocek, Bobby Ryan. Looked pretty impressive once he came back from, uh, you know, everybody knows what happened. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then reserves, I had Pavelski and Kyle Palmieri as reserves. Yeah, he's on my uh, little devil's list here, too. Uh, Continue. Defense, John Carlson, Ryan McDonough. We mentioned some of these guys. I didn't Seth mention McDonough, actually. Yeah, Seth Jones, Tory Krug, Quinn Hughes. I don't know if we mentioned him. Did. Uh, yes, Jacob sir. Truba, Zach yes. Wierenski, Ryan Suter. Uh, more so for the mm-hmm. experience because he's played in the Olympics. He'd be 37 by the time 2022 rolls around. Yeah. Um, he's, he's like people forget he even exists. He's over in yeah. Minnesota just doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And then goalie is pretty much the same as what you mentioned, uh, John Gibson and Connor Hellebuck, but I'm betting on Caden Primo being that third goalie at 22 years old because he's Do just been really? impressive. Do you think he'll get the nod played. over Ben Bishop? Does he get the nod I, over see, Ben Bishop? See, the thing that made me make that decision is Bishop has had some injury issues, and he's going to be older as well. Uh, I did have Bishop on my list of honorable mentions, but he's going to be 35 when the Olympics okay. roll around. He's had He had a major surgery. I can't remember if it was his knee or his hip last year. Um, he did have a major surgery. And uh, one thing I noticed... Uh, the Kachuk brothers are interesting because I think they have dual citizenship since they both I don't know if it's because they both play for Canadian teams that they have it or what but when I was researching them I noticed they had dual citizenship kind of like Brett Hull did between yeah, Canada would, and the US would be so, so sad if Matthew Kachuk's not playing yeah. in the US so. yeah exactly after, especially after wearing like the St. Louis Cardinals like jersey during yeah. the All-Star game that was pretty sweet um, and then an honorable mentions list. I had Parise on there. Uh, he was like my final cut, actually. I had How to pick a forward. He be? Like 30, He'll be 37. And again, injuries, you know, concern as they get older because Parise's had some of those where they've yeah, kind of cost him some decent time. Um, Hughes, who knows? You know, Jack Hughes, who knows how he'll be with his development if he next year is going to be a lot of fun for him. We'll see. Yeah, uh, Keith Yandel, Thatcher Demko. I had Ben Bishop on there. Good. Tony D'Angelo, Jake Gensel, DeBrinket, and Brady Kachuk. Those were basically my honorable mentions for Team USA. Look at you. Good stuff. Um, anything else you want to add, Matt? Here. I think we pretty much covered everything there. Good stuff. All right, Germany. <laughs> Got a few names to throw at you. A lot of young kids. Tim Stutzel, Leon Dreisaitl, Dominic Cahoon, Tumas Ryder, Bach. I don't know his first name. I want to say David, but I could be wrong. He's that guy that he plays overseas currently, but he's always on Team Germany like every year ever. Uh, Thomas Kunakel, 
Lucas Reichel and JJ Paterka. So Stutzel, Reichel, and Paterka are all draftees this year. Um, so that'll be cool. Young kids there. Defensive Mort Sider, the kid that Detroit surprisingly drafted fourth overall last year. I mean, he's supposedly he's making Heiserman look like a genius based yeah, off what we've seen from his development. Doing good things there. And then Corbin Holzer, I believe that's his first name. He's got to be up there in age now, I believe. Uh, Philip Grubauer. Is his first name Philip? Yep. Philip Grubauer. And then Tumas Grice is the other goaltender I have here. I don't know if you guys have any other names in these here. But no. No. Dry okay. Seidel definitely benefiting from everyone else playing on that roster. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to move to the last country we're talking about name-wise. Switzerland, Mr. Hishir will probably uh, – they got some names forward-wise, but Nico, uh, Meyer, Kevin Fiala, Seven Barchi, Nino Niederreiter, Sven Andrighetto, Dennis Mulgan, uh, defensively Yeoman Yossi, uh, Lucas Pisa, Jonas Siegenthaler, Washington <laughs> defenseman, uh, Yannick Weber maybe, and then Mr. Mirko Mueller. Yep. Um, goaltenders, I want to say a name here, Gilly Sen, Devils prospect that, yeah. goaltender, and then Rito Berra. I know that name. I don't know where from, but he's going to be there as well. Any other Swiss names I didn't mention? I don't think so. Not that I can think of. I think you're going to see this is a team um, kind of like the Czech mind. team. It's going to be like the Czech team where they have some players from the European leagues playing for them as well. So, Okay, let's hear it. I will pass it over to Matt. One through eight, of course, we'll just have China nine on this list, unless you have China up there. But um, <laughs> one through eight, give me your uh, ranking. Give me your rankings. I can't, uh, unfortunately, I can't say I know very much about the China roster, so kind of just yeah, left I them out. I don't um, think if any of our listeners are familiar with the Chinese roster, please, please educate please us. <laughs> but go ahead, Matt. Rank them one through eight. So one to eight, I have Canada, USA, Sweden, Russia, Finland, the Czech, Switzerland, and Germany at eight. Okay, I have that same exact list. Look at us. Great minds think alike. That's funny. Like, to the <laughs> T, that same exact list. Chris, I think you're different. Are you different? No, I'm actually not. We're hey, actually look at us. On the same oh, page. Look at all around. <laughs> High fives all around. I think the debate here could be between Russia and Finland. I feel like there could be a be- debate there, and there yeah, could also be a debate close. between the Czechs and Swiss, but I still think the Czechs got there, but I feel like that's the consensus state. I know we're saying Canada first, but you can't argue against that roster. It's insane. Yeah, it's, I yeah. mean, it, it's a lot of these teams, uh, they're going to have a lot of NHL players used to playing on the NHL size ice. The yeah. Olympic ice is a little bit wider. The dimensions are different um, per the IOC uh, and the IIHF. Um, so these other countries that have like more – uh, I guess European players or players that play in those European leagues and the KHL and stuff, they might be a little bit more used to it, uh, but it's not something that they can't figure out. Uh, it's, it's pretty easy. It's just geometry, knowing your angles and stuff like that. Yeah. There you go. A little math for you here on a uh, fine oh, yeah. Sunday night. So we're going to end this segment with who we think could be representatives from the current Devils roster. So, of course, two years, these names could not be on the team anymore, um, but we'll throw some names at you. For the um, Swiss, as we talked about, Nico Hishir and Gil- – uh, yeah, just Nico Hishir there. Or no, Sen's there too. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hishir and Sen for the Swiss. You guys agree there? Anyone else? Switzerland? I yeah. think that's it. I don't, I don't think there's anyone else. 
Jack and Mr. Palmieri for Team USA. Uh, yeah. Yep. Mr. Brat for Team Sweden, as we talked about before, could be a sleeper there. Yep. The, the goose, I'd like to see him make that. I would too, and I think he has a great shot, and Sweden's going to be a lot of fun to watch. The Goose for Russia. Mr. Pavel Zaka for the Czech. Mirko Mueller. Um, that's another name we could have mentioned for the Swiss. And then Mr. Blackwood and Damon Severson for Canada. Yeah, maybe Severson gets Don't forget Sivo. Yeah, maybe yeah, Severson's a sleeper candidate there. Um, the, that's all the names I have. I don't know if you guys have anyone else there. What about Mr. Ty Smith? Sleeper. That is a good sleeper. He played a ton for the junior teams, Canada, and he was a captain of Team Canada, correct? Or they had like two captains think, or something I weird. I think he was, yeah, in the, what is it, the Calder Cup or Memorial? The, the one where the they played the CHL, WHL, OHL, the, the three Memorial, leagues. Memorial, Memorial Trophy Cup. Yeah, I was forgetting what the name of it was for a second there. Well, I think it was captain of the world junior team, though. Oh, yeah, he, he might have been, yeah. But, um, yeah, that'd be a cool pick. Ty Smith, that'll be a lot of fun this year. Matt, you have any other names we didn't mention, or we got everything here? No, I pretty much hit all of them. All right, cool. So Everything else would be a real sleeper. Yeah. Um, what I did, I went on a hockey reference and sorted everyone by their little uh, flag they have there and went through that yep. list. I don't know if you guys said the same, but... Sort of. Different websites. Yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it is. Great research uh, there. There's like three but, or four websites that you have saved if you're like a big hockey fan. One of them yep. is Hockey Reference. Another one's Cat Friendly. Yeah, like, I got the nerd sites saved. Yeah, there's like three Natural or four sites track. everyone has saved. Involving <laughs> hockey, all those nerd sites, but yeah, no. I agree there. Um, okay, that's our fun little segment on the Olympics. This will be cool if everything works out. I'm praying it does. A lot of fun. But we'll move on now to the defensive segment, Drysdale versus Sanderson prospect. I'll give a quick background on each guy. a little quick breakdown. We've talked about both of them. I've done prospect corners on each of them. Drysdale, right-handed D-man, 5'11", 170 pounds. Played for the Erie Otters in the most recent season where he had 47 points and 49 games. By the way, the Otters were last in their division. They weren't good. But he led the team with a plus-9 rating. Uh, for Canada, he captured the gold medal. I believe he had a goal and two assists. Drysdale's his skating ability is absolutely insane. Um, speed lateral movement everything he's a very smooth skater and he's also very smart that's what helps him be good offensively and defensively his shot needs to be a little bit better and he also has to tone down his aggressiveness a little bit i've seen comparisons a lot to a uh a drew dowdy the way dowdy plays two-way game very good skater um i'm assuming or, this is pre this season yeah yep 100 percent. but uh yeah that's a little drysdale tidbit jake sanderson he has more side six foot 285 pounds and he is younger dry uh 18 sanderson 17 one of the younger players in the draft class left-handed d-man he played his junior hockey for the u.s development program and the usa uh, ushl and he scheduled to enroll at the university of north dakota a little college hockey for you Defensive defenseman Sanderson is with some offensive upside. Pretty good skater in his own right. Nothing compared to Drysdale, but that's hard to do. Um, also a very smart player. Watching his film, his one-on-one defense is great. Like I said, he's more the defensive guy. Um, his defensive abilities are definitely better than Drysdale. And he also has the size to be physical along the boards, use his frame to create takeaways, all that good stuff. Weaknesses. I know he said his skating's pretty good, but his top speed could work, uh, use work, and of course his offensive game is going to need to improve. Comparison I saw. I know it's not exciting, but Josh Morrissey. 
Um, Winnipeg Jets, solid defensive guy, okay offensively. But I think that's a pretty good par- comparison, a little better than Morrissey. Um, for me, I'll give my input first, and we'll pass it over to you guys. They're two different, completely different players in terms of style. Sanderson's a more defensive, defensive guy, and Drysdale's a two-way guy. Um, move the puck, score the puck, as you can see by his almost point per game total in the OHL. Um, Drysdale, so in terms of floor and ceiling, we talk a lot about that. Um, we've said it so many times. I'll explain it. I don't think we've ever actually talked about what it meant. I'm sure a lot of people do know a player's floor is basically what they're going to be at, at their worst. Um, even if they don't hit their potential at all, the floor is what they're going to be. Players Projection wise. Yeah. Yeah. The ceiling, when you're projecting a player, if they have a high ceiling, that means they have a lot of potential. There's a lot of room to improve there. And if they hit their ceiling, they're going to be a fabulous player. I think that's a good way to explain it. Did I explain that okay? I don't want to confuse you. Yeah, anyone. and I mean, this is what causes those situations where, um, like the Devils, we drafted uh, Jesper Bratt so late. This is part of, of what makes that happen. Yeah, if this is part of what makes that happen, where you have these diamonds in the rough and these late round picks that turn into those like, stars. diamonds in the rough so. are the guys with unbelievably high ceilings and low floors, but they hit their ceilings. Those di- those later round players you take, and they never pan out to anything. They had a low floor, maybe a high ceiling, but they didn't reach their ceiling. So that low floor, that's what they fell on. So they're not a great player to pan out. A player like Braden Schneider, we talked about, has a very high floor. We talked to him about him a couple days ago or a couple episodes ago. So that's another example here. But for me, Sanderson has the higher ceiling, but the lower floor. And Trisdale has still a pretty high ceiling, but not as high as Sanderson's. But he has the higher floor than Sanderson. You know what I'm saying here? Yeah. Um, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Drysdale's also going to make the more immediate impact. Sanderson's going to go and play college hockey for a little bit. For me, I still think the decision here is Jamie Drysdale. If I had to pick between the two, Sanderson, yay, has the higher ceiling. But, I mean, I think it's still Drysdale here. It also depends what you're looking for as a team. If you want to go by need, if you need that more defensive shutdown guy and you're okay with taking a little bit of risk, sure, take Jake Sanderson. But I, Drysdale, I think, is the pick either way. What do you guys have here? I, I agree. I mean, obviously, uh, I think James and I have already mentioned that we don't want the Devils taking a defenseman in the first round until it's like maybe the third pick if they yeah. do in that mm-hmm. first round. But if we had to pick between these two, I'm on the same page as you, James. Okay. Matt? Yeah, of, of the two, I think it's definitely got to be leaning towards Drysdale. Yeah. Uh, and j- just the way that the league and everything is going to, like, the number one thing that you can find in any prospect, not just defensemen, but forwards and everything is that pure skating ability. And he's just, he's got everything you look for with that. Like, you know, you you can get him mm-hmm. to work in just about any kind of system if you know how to skate the right way. So yeah, a hundred percent. And yeah, if you funny. got a good transition game as a defenseman, you're yeah. a gold star, man. <laughs> yeah. In terms of, like archetype, the type of player he is, not necessarily skill. Scott Niedermeyer and Jamie Drysdale, the way they play, the two-way, get up the ice, quick transition, can do it both ends. That's the type of player Drysdale is. I'm not saying Jamie Drysdale is going to be the next Scott Niedermeyer. No, but, no. Yeah. It's, it's all development, you know. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, another thing I wanted to mention. I, I don't know why this is a debate, to be honest with you. I think it's scouts being scouts and being too much in love with the height and size of Sanderson and also him being oh, young. Yeah. 
on an, I mean, it's a year. I don't know how much of difference that makes, but scouts go crazy over that type of thing. Now the Devils, I think Sanderson will be a shot. I, I would not be surprised, unfortunately, if the Devils snag Sanderson at seven or with the Coyotes pick if he's somehow still there. But I'm thinking and hoping Sanderson's going to be off the board earlier than that. And I'm sorry for whatever team does that. If this happens, don't be surprised if Jamie Drysdale falls because I don't think there's going to be two defensemen going inside the top seven. So I think if somehow Sanderson climbs all the way up, I think there's a chance Drysdale's there for the Devils at seven, and that's interesting. I mean, you always see it every year where players that you don't think will fall do yeah. fall. I mean, last year oh, it was Cole yeah. Caulfield. You know, it was yeah. like, when is this kid going to get drafted? And he got drafted by Montreal pretty late yeah. in the first round, based off where many people projected him to go. So. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Now, I know we both said, Chris and I, and I think Matt shares our opinion. We haven't really got his opinion here. Uh, we don't want Devils going defenseman early because how good the forward is. But Jamie Drysdale, for me, is the seventh best player in this draft. And if he's there at seven, I think the Devils are going to take a long, hard look at him. And don't be surprised if his name called. But who knows? Who knows he'll be there. October, I think, said sixth is the tentative draft date. We'll find out. I believe so, yeah. I got to take off from work that day. Yeah, there you go. Um, Okay, so that's that. Any other things you want to say about Mr. Drysdale and Mr. Sanderson before we move on, boys? Good. Two D men that uh, hopefully we we don't end up taking with the earlier picks, but you know if we do, yeah, we're getting I'm sure good players either way. So yeah, okay. Last segment here, Devils prospect. Oh no, I lied. Second to last segment here, Devils prospect roll call. We're going through the 2019 draft class. We're going through the first part because this was the draft class that the Devils had like a thousand picks in. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to go in-depth with each of these picks. We'll tell you where they were picked and give you a little update on them. Think about how their projectability is going to be. We're going to start out with Nikita Oku. Uh, Chris, go ahead Ochuk. and say his name for me. Yeah, there we go. 19-year-old Russian left-handed D-man, six foot one, 200 pounds. Nice size there. Plays for the juggernaut Ottawa 67s. Only had 19 points in 39 games this year. Uh, in terms of ability, he's a good skater, uh, solid defensively. He won't put off the best offensive numbers as we see with Ottawa. 19 points in 39 games is okay, but you got to keep in mind Ottawa 67s are just on another level. Yeah, for, they kind of scare me as a team for a specific reason. I'll get into it later, but. Okay. <laughs> um, for him, my ceiling is like a third pairing guy, maybe a second pairing guy if we get lucky. I have him as the 13 ish devil. Uh, in terms of Devil's Prospect System. Any words here on it, Mr. Nikita, boys? I think the one thing I I did look at, and again, not that I'm looking at it as all of a sudden he is going to be this like phenomenal point score or anything, but the one progression I liked is if you go through his three seasons with the 67s, his point totals went up every single year. Yeah, and this year, yeah, it was only nineteen and thirty nine. But before that, the most he had was seventeen, and that was in fifty six. So yeah. at least there is some some kind of signs of progression along those lines. One hundred percent. The only thing I have to say to that is I think uh, increase of ice time has a lot to do with it. But, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, do you have anything for uh, similar thing? But for me, it's the plus minus. I know it's a very basic stat. There's a lot of other yeah. stats, the advanced Especially stats the that tell the story too. more. But basically, you know, plus minus, he had thirty the past two years i mean regardless of how you feel about plus minus it means 
He's on the ice for more goals that are scored than goals that are scored against him, basically. It's 30 um, more goals yeah. scored than against Yeah, I mean, that, that could be, like, literally he gets off the ice, like, two seconds, yeah, you know, yeah, all, yeah, all yeah, timing yeah. and stuff like that. So I understand, like, plus minus, And the 67s you know, are with advanced stats. Too, so. Yeah, and that's, oh, that's yeah. what I mean by how that team scares me. I'm worried about how they're so good. Jack Quinn. Who are the players that yeah. are actually carrying this team and who are the ones that are benefiting? That yeah, is like, what scares me. That's the Jack Quinn argument with the draft, that forward uh, we talked about. A lot of people are either high on him or low on him because they don't know what the 67s, how to take it. But, yeah, um, and it's great we have all these prospects with the 67s, but that's kind of what of scares me. That's what scares me is I hope all these guys are like major yeah. contributors and not just benefiting. No, I got you. Um, that's a wise point there. Yeah. We'll and the on. issue, the issue that becomes with that, which, which, like you said, you were you were kind of touching on there, is you have some of these depth prospects who their numbers end up jumping off the page at you, but that's because yep. of the elite talent and guys that they're playing with. It's like, so are they actually producing at that high of a point level, or is it just you're putting them on lines with incredible players and incredible teams? So of course they're going to look great. Yeah, no, you guys both make great points there, and you so see it in the NHL too. It happens at all levels. Oh yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So we'll move on to the next kid now, uh, another defensive. By the way, Nikita was a second-round pick, um, 61st overall in that draft. Next guy is Daniel Mishu. Um, <laughs> I think it's Daniel Masul. Daniel Masul. Uh, Third-round pick, 70th overall. So he's picked only nine picks after Mr. Nikita. Um, this kid is a Russian defenseman, 19 years old. He has a six foot two height and only 180 pounds. So I'm sure he'll fill in as he gets older. This year, he played in the Russian top league, the KHL. He had a minus one rating. I don't know if you guys want to look into that much, but I didn't really go and check how his team was. As for a scouting report, he's a puck moving defenseman. He's solid on a PK. I read he gets a decent amount of PK time for his KHL team, which is pretty crazy given he's only 19 years old. Good uh, PK. Uh, he's a good shot blocker, and he plays really physical by the net, which is good. Um, his height, long reach, all that good stuff. And he's reportedly a very solid skater for his height, which is good to know. I have him projected out similar to Nikita. Um, maybe a slightly more upside here. I have him as just inside the top 15 in the double system. What are you guys thinking here? I mean, in terms of uh, the plus minus, uh, this is where with James, he's very big on the advanced stats. And I actually appreciate the like defensive advanced stats when it comes to plus minus, because plus minus, like we said, doesn't really tell the whole story. It's kind of a baseline. Yeah. Um, I'm coming from a player aspect, I believe more in what the eye sees than super advanced stats, but I do believe in like the ones that help kind of paint a better picture of what plus minus actually is. Yeah. Um, but the thing that stuck out to me was like James said, he's really good at cleaning out the crease, um, which is huge. You don't want to get bullied inside the house, basically. Yeah. Uh, you want to be able to clear your own, you know, the front of your net and everything. So that's huge. Yep. Um, all right, we'll move on to the next kid. Uh, Graham Clark. Mr. Clark was a third round pick, 80th overall in this draft. 19 year old right winger, six foot, 178 pounder. Here we go again with the Ottawa 67s. There we go. However, he was injured last year and only appeared in 16 games. He came back towards the end of the season, had a great production, 17 points in these 16 games. I'm pretty sure Clark played on a second, third line role. So I'm really interested to see what he does. Actually, I don't know if he'll be in the OHL or if he'll come to the Devils next year. I He's was not pretty interested right when we draft him. 
when we yeah, drafted no. him, I thought it was a good draft pick for where yeah. we got him. It sucks he got taken, hurt yeah. this year. Yeah, it sucks he got hurt this year because I really want to see. I'm assuming he'll go back to the OHL again because he's not signed yet. But um, yeah, like I said, very happy, uh, excited to see what he'll do. For me, he's around like 17, 18 in the Devils prospect system. Um, you guys both said you liked the pick at the time. I did as well. I don't know if there's much more to say here. Good. No, not really. I mean, okay. snagged him third round, 80 overall. Uh, they, he's known to be a very offensive, uh, offensively gifted player, puts pucks in the back of the net, which, as we've said for years, Devils need that aside from That's the what one year need, Taylor yeah. Hall basically did it all himself. Yeah, so. Clark is a goal scorer. That's what he is. He'll uh, put the puck in the net. He'll fill it up. Um, so, all right, moving on. Next kid, uh, Chris, give us a segue. Say his name for me. <laughs> Uh, Michael Vukujevic. Okay. I like to call him Vuka Boom Boom because I saw some clips of him dropping oh, some yeah. nice hits. Vuka yeah. Boom Boom. Uh, um, but it's Vukujevic. Okay. Third round pick, 82nd overall. As Chris kindly alluded to, he is a defensive defenseman, uses his physical size. He's six foot three, 215 pounds, 19 years old. Boom Boom. <laughs> Train coming through. Plays for the Kitchener Rangers OHL. 30 points in 63 games. Not bad for a defensive defenseman. Served as their alternate captain. Like I said, he uses the size. The kid lays hits. He is nasty. He's mean. He plays as a bottom pairing shutdown, PK defense, and block shots. These are the type of players that are slowly fading in today's NHL, but they need to be around still. Yes, um, I was I very excited <laughs> when I saw the tape after we drafted him. Yeah. Um, I said that a lot about, about a lot of kids in this draft, aside from Jack, uh, Jack Hughes. So. Yeah. <laughs> um... Like I said, serve shutdown role. I have bottom borderline, top 20 prospect in the system right around there. Um, like I said, I'm excited for this kid. Beats the crap Dude, out of if people. If he's if he's mobile, because a lot of these guys that are like big hitting defensemen and physical like that, they're not the most mobile. That's what if he does. He's mobile, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's what he does. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's here. Uh, Matt, any last words before we move on to our last and probably most exciting prospect we're going to talk about tonight? Uh, I mean, pretty much just uh, agreeing with what Chris just said. Like, if he can get – it doesn't even have to be at an elite level of mobility and skating, but just a, uh, a very serviceable level of skating and having that different edge to him on a team where we're pretty much stacked with nothing but tiny little playmaker guys. You know, Like, that, that side of the game is going away, but it still is nice having that one type of – guy who when the other team is out there they got to kind of make sure that their head's up otherwise they're going to feel it real quick yeah, yeah. It's, a very, it's been a very long time since we've had a defenseman in general that people do not want to skate down their side of the ice and it's Kevin very ball, rare to baby. see that in the NHL in general um, but and having that, that is, that is huge yeah. I mean the, the Paul <laughs> Korea hit obviously Scott Stevens he's probably our most notable one for that but the whole series, they actually played Korea off of Stevens' side for that reason. They didn't want Korea going down against Stevens. And that injury was when Korea actually did come across the Scott Stevens' side. That's what happened yeah. there. You hear that? You hear that? Hear, you heard that first, Mr. Michael Vorchich, the next Scott Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, in all let's, seriousness. Let's, let's hope. <laughs> Be awesome. Yeah, in all seriousness, no. Um, like I said, hopefully a bottom pairing D man that can play in a shutdown role, uh, maybe an AHL guy, but exciting the way what he brings. Last guy we're going to talk about here, 
Tyce Thompson, 21 years old already, six foot centerman. What a College. Yeah. Um, 44 points in 34 games this year, third most in NCAA, and he was a Hobie Baker Trophy nominee. Um, he was great in Providence. He's teammates with another draftee, Mr. Patrick Moynihan. College players are always tricky when you try to sign them. It is known that he is returning for his junior year at Providence uh, this year. Fourth round pick, absolute steal early on. Hopefully we get to see him play next year at Providence, and he does it again. Something I was talking about Thompson with Alex earlier today, and he did bring up a good point that outside of this year, his production was kind of eh. Like this was his first year his coming out party. Hopefully he shows this wasn't a fluke, but early indications show him as a steal. Yeah, I mean, you think about it in college, this is what, his sophomore year? Last yes. year he was 18 years old going up against probably 21, 22-year-old no. guys. He was 20, year, he was 20 he, last oh, year. Oh, he was a late bloomer for college? <laughs> I mean, the hockey players are always old in college. I okay. Feel like, no, I was right? just thinking typical, you know, 18 when you graduate high school, go off to college. Okay, so I'm wrong on that point. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's 21 knows? right I, now. I, I liked a lot of what we saw from him this year. I think the word steal is probably a word you can use to summarize the 2019 draft outside of Jack Hughes. Um, Hopefully they all turn out that way, yes. But just another guy where it's it's great that we got... uh, Well, I mean, in terms of like, we knew Jack was going to go one. We didn't know where these guys were going to go and you know, we're getting pretty good value for where we drafted Uh, these guys. I got you. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Thompson's, yeah, he looks great so far, but that was a good pick. You got anything you want to add about Thompson, Matt? Yeah, pretty much in agreement. Um, again, for where we were able to get him, it's definitely exciting. Um, like a lot of the different aspects of his game, just being able to, to navigate the minefield of, of keeping him and everything with the way that some of these college situation ends up working out is going to be interesting. But it's definitely something exciting to look forward to. Yeah, and just one more thing before we move on here is I'm not sure if he played alongside Jack Dugan or not, but Jack Dugan was absolutely insane this year, and so was Providence's offense. So it's almost a little case of the Ottawa 67s, um, not not on their level. He means, could have been but, a beneficiary, basically. Yeah, yeah basically, Providence. Like when you slap anyone on Crosby's line. Yeah, Jack Dugan's a beast, and uh, he uh, he was also on Providence. But we're moving on. Tyce Thompson, he should be a great player for the Devils. But um. Yeah, I, I right now I have him like around top five Devils prospects right outside the top five. That's how good I think he will turn out to yeah, be. I can see that. Um, so we're gonna move into our last segment. We're gonna talk about two pending restricted free agents from Binghamton. Now, usually we talk about should they bring them back or not. With restricted free agents, they're almost always gonna be brought back. And these two, we're gonna talk about Nick Murray and Brett Simi. They will be brought back. They'll be qualified. So, uh, excuse me. We'll talk about Nick Merkley first. We all know he's acquired in the Taylor Hall trade, 23 years old now. Came over and played for Binghamton for the rest of the year. Um, It was a big reason why Binghamton resurged and went on their crazy run to end the season. He ended up playing 28 games, had 19 points, which is perfectly fine output. Um, And he did also play four games for New Jersey. Um, He he was pretty impactful, too. He did. He had a golden assist in this time. I like when he came up. Yeah, that was a player that I got angry about how Kevin Rooney and John and Haiti and, yeah, and guys yeah. like that were playing over kids like this. But I um, mean, aside from just the the goals and the assists, Merkley was doing a lot of the his things. Body. Yeah, just remember when he playing got, great hockey and just great yeah. playing the system, helping the team. 
Remember when he got knocked in the mitt and he had that full cage on and his face just a mess there with the high stick? I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that, but um, oh yeah, dude, you go to the you, you make it to the show, you do everything you can not to go back. Yeah, he was playing with a full uh, cage, but no, that's good stuff. Uh, for me, I have him as a top five prospect in Devil System. And like I said, the Devils will qualify him and uh, expect him to battle for a spot. Don't be surprised if he makes oh, a team sure. out of camp, uh, maybe serve in like a third or fourth time role, but I think he's ready to get some NHL time next year. Um, okay. Maybe so start him off for the season, reuniting him with uh, Foot. I don't know if Foot's going to – I think Foot's will be in Binghamton next year. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe um, maybe we'll see it in some preseason games, that uh, Kelowna connection. Yeah, I think Foot will be in the Binghamton, but we'll see. All right, last guy we're going to talk about is Mr. Brett Cini. He's already 24 years of age. He established himself as one of the best scorers for Binghamton. He only had uh, – he had 19 points in 26 games. I guess you want to say two years ago or last year. And this season he had 44 points in 61 games. He's one of the Binghamton's best offensive guys, um, plays on the PK power play. We've seen him in New Jersey. Um, he did struggle a lot um, two years ago. He only had 13 points. He played 51 games for the Devils, but he, he was not good. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he was more impressive last season when he was called up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he's going to turn into. Maybe a bottom line guy in the future. I think he's mainly going to be a uh, HL guy. I still have him around like 15th in the devil system in terms of prospect. But, yeah, that's what I have on Cini. You guys got anything more you want to add on Cini? Hopefully he can, you know, take another step forward. Uh, I am a fan of his. I, I think he did a little bit better this past season with his call-ups than in previous seasons. Um He's kind of at that point where, you know, you got to either tech the, take the next step or, or you don't, unfortunately. So a little bit of pressure, but, hey, pressure makes diamonds. I like that. Get that hung up and uh, get that, like, on a plaque or something and hang it up somewhere. That would be a good one. <laughs> For sure. Quote. That's everything we have tonight. Uh, Matt, you have anything you want to add? Anything last that thoughts, Matt? Good? No, I, I think we pretty much uh... – Covered everything right up. Um, I guess just in regards to Cini, he's a guy much like Chris was saying. Like I'm, I'm fine with him bringing him back. It's nothing overly exciting, but nothing that's like you're not <sighs> upset about having him up, but you're also not overly thrilled. At least at this point, uh, to me, at least he's got some more stuff to show. I kind of almost view him as a guy like what Jesper Bratt would have been had he not panned out as well as he did. Yeah, that's a great um, comparison because he just thought the next Jesper Bratt is going to come up and take the take the season yeah, by storm, yeah. and he did not. He struggled. But no, that's a perfect and comparison it, there. It's good having a guy like that who does have some experience up in the league for uh, just the depth purposes, really. He said, I don't really see him being anything more than uh, a bottom six kind of guy. Yeah, and most likely rotating back and forth between the big club and AHL and just, you know, kind of a spot guy at that point. Yeah, I, I mean, it's good to have the depth. It yeah, is good 100%. to have that. Yeah, 100%. I wouldn't be surprised if he's named like a captain of Binghamton down the road. I think he'll make a nice career in the AHL, but um, yeah, we'll see. But like I said, that's all we got for you guys tonight. If you haven't already and you want to hear more about Lindy Ruff and the Tom Fitzgerald hires, please check out our latest edition. Um, it was posted the episode before this one. This will be seven. Special epi. Yep, and we have that listed exactly like that. Um, and then I know we released episode six on, I believe it was 
Tuesday or Monday. But one of those two days. Yeah, it was really close to the special edition. So you might not have gotten a chance to listen to that one as well. Uh, we had some fun segments on there, debuted a new one. So check that out if you haven't already. But enough hearing us ramble on and talk. I hope everyone has a good week. Everyone's doing well. Any last words, boys? Final things we want to close ourselves out with? Let's go, Devils, baby. Yeah. Take it easy.